Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore answered Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaro. West Ham Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Yeehaw, oh, podcast. It is season seven, episode 42, 43, actually. Uh, we're back uh, for a transfer update. Probably a quick one today. Uh, back with me is Nigel. Uh, good evening, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. And uh, a new presenter tonight, uh, a guest presenter. No, it's not Ian. No, it's not Gonzo. All the way from the United States of America, it is David Hold Sink. Good evening, David. What are you doing and uh, what is your real name? Well, it's David Houtzig. The day that you pronounce it properly will be a day that I almost fear for your health. <laughs> And, and where are you talking to us from? I wish I could say I'm in me shed because I've always wanted a shed. I'm just in me office. And where's your office? In upstate New York, in the middle of the country. I'm a member of the landed gentry. Kapitsky. <laughs> uh, okay. Or whatever it's called. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, good news, guys. We have signed our sixth and seventh transfer the window. Uh, if you've been following my Twitter, you'll know that we've spent over a hundred eight thousand pounds, uh, eight thousand, a hundred eight million pounds in uh, transfer fees over the next few years. You're not on a camp for a living, are you, Sean? Colossal wages, another hundred twenty-one million committed in wages over the next five years. So it is. This is another level, really another level. Um, David, you're the guest. Let's talk about uh, this summer and what you think. We, we, we talk through the signings, but particularly talk about the last two in in uh, the Corinthians chap who I can't pronounce his name and Fe- Philippe uh, Anderson. Balbuena. Fabian Balbuena. Balbuena. Yeah. We've got to practice that. Balbuena. Balbuena. Try again. 
My Buena. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Just give it up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, it's it's a good summer in a vacuum. That that's for sure. Uh, it it still begs the question: Why has it taken so long to do what you said you were going to do, and the rationalizations you gave for leaving? Upton Park to go to the athletic stadium, but I, I my theory on that is that they've never had a manager sitting next to them at the table who has the pedigree and the reputation to say you're going to do this. I, I don't care what it, you said you were going to do this, and you're just going to do it. So the players signed seem to be more of a out of a plan than just a haphazard attempt at playing FIFA. So I, I really couldn't criticize any of them. Um, and I don't care how much money you spend because it isn't my money. So I, I, if, if, if we overspent here or there, fine. You know, you've kind of put yourself into a corner to have to do that, Mr. Sullivan. So now the chickens have come home to roost. But, you know, well done. Let me just be play a little bit as devil's advocate you we've got no yeah ryan fredericks a championship player never played in the uh premier league we've got uh it's a diop who played in uh, french league one for toulouse never played in the premier league we've got philippe anderson who has only got one cap for brazil we've paid a record amount for him 46 million pounds He's never played in in the Premier League either. Um, and also, by the way, there was no competition for his signature. There was, there's been no competition, really, for any of these signatures, really, apart from Fulham, who wanted to keep on to Ryan Fredericks. We've got some Brazilian... Uh, sorry, no, he's not. He's Paraguayan from uh, Corinthians. Again, no one really knows anything about him. We've all seen the YouTube clips. But all of these, apart from Fabianski, who we know right? We don't really know very much about any of these players whatsoever. I wrote a blog saying in Pellegrini Trust. Oh, Jack Wilshire. Yeah, but the guy, all right, I forgot about that. And also a gamble. Can he stay fit? Will he be played in position? So the only one that's really not a gamble is Fabianski. I want to know what what you think about that, um, Dave. Well, going over them, um, not in the order you said it, um, Fredericks from the championship. Well, how many times have we heard, you know, pundits and, and, and supporters alike saying, you know, we should go after English players from, from the higher levels of the championship because that's where we can get good value for money, like we did with Cresswell. So, you know, and, and Hugo? And Hugo, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know who signed him. And quite truthfully, I don't know how good or bad he is. I've never seen the kid play. So, I mean, whatever. I don't know what. To say about I'm it. making the point that it can be good as well as bad. Any transfer can be good. Every transfer is a risk to some degree. Do you think Manchester United, oh, so many years ago, thought that, that Varone was going to be a complete bust? I mean, look, they gave up Paul Pogba for free, only to have to rebuy him for $100 million later. It, it's, it's a, it is a gamble. It all is. It's investing. It's like buying in the stock market. You know, Jack Wilshire, you say injury. Well, he participated. He took part in, I think, in 38 games last year for Arsenal. And he took part in 28 or 29 for Bournemouth the year before. And by his own admission, he seems to have learned a little bit about himself, meaning 
in the past, this is what he said, he would simply bomb forward at any moment. And that you know, puts you in a position of a lot of contact injuries, which is a lot of what he had, or muscle injuries because you're just moving around so quickly. He seems to have said, hey, you know what, if I take a step back, look around, I might be able to get a pass off instead of trying to run forward, save my body, and still accomplish the same thing. The fact that nobody else was in for Philippe Anderson, I, I think, is a convenient way to downplay the transfer in that Pellegrini said he wanted him. I think Pellegrini probably knows more about picking a midfielder than any of us. And they still have to be able to offer a transfer that Lazio wanted to accept. Now, some people, you included, say that Lazio are in financial difficulty and have to sell. I don't know if that's true or that's not true. Maybe there some people say that for their own reasons. But you still have to pay a fee and offer a deal that will make the player move that will have the team accept it and the player accept the personal terms fabian let me just do the just just, just tell me what the, i'll just let you know what the finances are because it's a good link there so we paid um 36 million pound for uh anderson with another 5 million or 5.5 million on top for uh add-ons the agents got 4.5 million Shows you what happens in one of these big deals. The player itself, we thought he was on 85 grand a week, but no, he's on a £105,000 basic. And he's got bo- appearance money on top of that and bonuses, etc., that could take him up to 140 grand a week. It's massive. He's on the same deal as Anatovic. He's on the same deal as Chikorito. Both of them on the same money. Our top now wage structure, 105 a week with bonuses. Uh, and by the way, it doesn't end there. Uh, Yamalenko is also on a hundred grand a week, and so is um, and and so is uh, uh, Jack Wilshire as well, also on a hundred grand a week. It it's silly money, silly money. Is it silly money, or is that just what the market will bear now? I mean, are, uh, that that's what that's what the going wages are to get players to come now. That's what you have to do. If not, you're gambling on lower level players on lower wages. It, it's a gamble, regardless. And how many? How, how much yeah. money is each place in the Premier League worth? Was it two million pound? Two About million. Two million. Pound. Okay. Two fine. million pounds. So if you think this higher quality player is worth three places in, in, on the table, well, there's six million pound. That's a pretty decent number of the wages already. You, you have to spend money to make. We money. shall see. You you can't. I want to br- I want to bring in Nigel um, because I know he's been waiting patiently wanting to have a go at me about. Probably adding up the wages and agents' fees and signing on fees. Nigel, what, what's your view of the the recent? We, we've we've talked about the other signings, the last two signings over the weekend. I mean, it's a Monday today, and we haven't signed another player, so I was a bit upset today. Um, where do I start? <laughs> Put a negative spin on it. Well, Go it's on. Not negative. I dare you. I think, well, listen, what you got to remember is this is a one-it wonder. People I've seen today debating where did we get the money from, what happened to financial fair play, was it the fans rioting that caused it, was it the the, the two, I've even seen the two Americans mentioned, Trip Smith and Paul Allen. Yeah, I know, you know all the conspiracy theory. All this stuff, where the truth is, we know for a fact that 
they didn't really like Bilic, even when they appointed him. He was no. fourth choice. No. It was said after his first season, I think it was after his first season, they they said to you, or it was said by a source, that they still weren't 100% convinced with him. They kept up yep. to the purse strings. The, you know, he'd done well in his first season, but you could see that the signings weren't great, whoever made them in the first season at the Olympic Stadium. So they lost confidence there. Got rid of him in the end. They didn't let him spend the money. Didn't sign the players he wanted. Got rid of him in the end. Obviously, the deal was done with Pellegrini, we now know, as Moyes was appointed. So Moyes was never going to be given money. They cashed in. They made profit with Payet. They made profit getting rid of... Well, they didn't make profit with AU, but they recouped money. They made profit in the transfer window, net spend. So they've saved that up. So... If you look, if they hadn't have saved that money up, but if they'd have spent it on whoever, and they'd have only had about 50 million to spend net this season. So that's where all the extra money's gone. It's a one-it wonder, though, because what you've got to remember is because now they've spent all the money, they haven't got any money saved up. So come January, come next summer, if Pellegrini wants to go again, we got to have a really good season. We've got to win a lot of money uh, in prize money to actually be able to afford to give him. Or, of course, the owners have got to stump up the money, their own money, which I suppose if if we, we do have an half-decent season, I'd imagine they probably would take the gamble again. But it's a continuous. If you look at Man City, in a way, the team we're aspiring to be like to do a Man City, um, they went into their stadium. They didn't start doing anything till the Arabs turned up. They just plodded along in the city of Manchester Stadium, as it was. The Arabs turned up. It took them three or four years to hit the top four, where they were paying top dollar. The first day, they spent $30 million on a player. The first day. Rubinho. And that was 10 years ago, yeah. They had to do that time and time again before they got it right and got into the top into the top four. So, it, I, you know, I don't know. I don't get excited anyway, you know, because... I know you don't. I am a West Ham fan, and I've, I've sort of seen it before. Perhaps not to this scale and this quality, but, you know, we've paid 40, you know, £36 million for a player who's not an international. That's right. Why? Well, because we we trust Pellegrini. I'm uh, just before we we come back to it. I'm just going to correct some or or look at some myths that, that's out there at the moment. You mentioned where's the money coming from? So West Ham are about to pay off their overdraft. They they borrowed twenty five million pound in no draft. That's in the figures in the accounts. They paid off ten early. They're paying fifteen million off this month in in July when they get the Premier League payment, they're about to borrow a new overdraft because they renew it every August, £45 million. Uh, because we haven't got assets anymore, we don't own a, a stadium and, and our training ground and other things are not worth that much. Both David Gold and David Sullivan are personally guaranteeing oh, uh, the overdraft. This is perfect spin by you. Because when you say they're, perf- they're guaranteeing the overdraft, let's get it right. 
West Ham will always pay that money back. West Ham Football Club. Will I generate agree, the but 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 in the way banks work, you've got to personally guarantee it. In the same way, the same they have like to they're physically putting up forty-five million pounds. No, they're not. No, of course, what? they're not. They're putting up the risk of forty-five million pound if West Ham went bust. That's all they're doing. You're right, but and it won't go, go bust. bust. No, agreed. But they're still personally guaranteeing it. Oh, but but I think what Nigel anyway you with words again you don't canonize them for doing something that a really puts them at no financial risk no realistic financial risk and b could actually give them a huge windfall benefit they'd be crazy not to personally guarantee it all right well let's let's move on from that I was just stating a fact <laughs> you can interpret it which way you want now now what people seem to forget they they get obsessed about. And I was having this conversation earlier with John on our WhatsApp group. Um, people seem to get obsessed about transfer money. And and I've never seen uh, the point of this because transfers are paid over a period of years, usually the, the period of the contract. So you never pay, even though I said it's $108 million, we're not going to pay that. We're going to pay around $30 million over the summer up front. So literally, the easiest way to do this, look at the transfer fee, divide it by the number of years of contract, and we pay that in installments. That's the way it usually works. Sometimes you have to pay 50% up front and the rest over the next two years. Anyway, we're going to have to find about 30 million. We don't have to borrow that all at the same time. The overdraft means that we pay, for the whole 45 million, we pay about 1%. And we pay 7% of any money we draw down. If we've got the money in the bank, we use that first instead of borrowing it. But people seem to be obsessed about transfers and saying, well, we got 22 million from Payet and we didn't spend it. Well, we never got that money. Let me just tell you about Payet. Payet, we were still owed money. When we bought him for 10 million, we still owed money to Marseille when we sold him back. And guess what? They still owe us money now. So they wiped out the rest of us, the money we owed them. Yeah. Then they paid it. They're paying it over three years. So they've got another two years to go. So it's all swings and roundabouts. It's never really you sell a player for 20 million, you get it in the bank account. You're often still paying for other players that you've signed in the last three to but five years. But you're also years. then receiving money for players you've sold. You, you you are, but it gets very complex. And this is why I like to include. And I get shouted. We, we sell crap that's, players for crap the, money. Yeah, that, That's true. So... But, so but we also, that great from I like to include, and I get shouted down about this, I like to include the agent's fees because that's real money. And I like to include the signing on bonuses because Wilshire and Fredericks cost money. And I look like to see what wages we're going to pay. But why do so you I said earlier, because when you make an investment, right, in business, you look at total cost of ownership, how much it will cost you to own an asset. Now, these players are assets. And therefore, if they go all the way through... You look at their transfer fee and their running costs. I know that's you're looking sounding like a car, but that's the total cost of ownership. So potentially, West Ham are investing two hundred and twenty nine million pound over the next five years in these seven players. Now, granted, they could be sold early. They could they, but at the moment they're investing up to, and I'll say up to, two hundred twenty nine million in these seven players, and we should look at that and say. That is a phenomenal amount of money and completely different to what West Ham's done before. You say that 
but that's what every football club does, Sean. It's it's only people they, like they are you starting to use figures like that. You inflate the figures. Why do you inflate these figures? Why do you? I'm not inflating them. That's the that's the true right, amount of figures. Right, not inflating them. Perhaps wrong choice of word. Why do you like to incorporate? Why do you have to swell it up? Why? It's not swelling up. It it's total cost of ownership. Right, but all right, so when I sit around with my football mates, I don't go. Did you know that the, the total cost of ownership? Of owning Paolo Di Canio was something like six million pound. All right, you know, I'm 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 saying that maybe the whole system's flawed. Why don't we just talk about what money we're paying? What you're alluding to is the transfer fee and the wages. All right, well let's just talk about. All right, we spent thirty million. His point, yeah, and that's so predetermined that they then leave the club for nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. uh, The chances are a player ain't going to leave the club for nothing. Look, I'm just saying, to, and maybe I'm making a poor point, but I'm saying looking just at transfer fees is also meaningless. It's out of context. The transfer fees, we're only going to pay, even though we've committed $108 million, we're only going to pay a 30, uh, $30 million up front. Half of them could be sold next year. So what's a, what does it mean that we spent over $100 million? You might as well count the $229 million. But let me move on to another point, because I know I'm never going to win an argument with you two over this. Um, I think they, I think you are right, Nigel. They have been saving their money for Pellegrini um, and investing in him. And I think there was a point of principle with Anderson that he said, deliver me and prove to me you can deliver. And just to go back to the extra point, and I'll come back to you, the whole thing about this Trip Smith putting in money, Trip Smith put in, I think, £10 million interest-free that only gets paid back when the club sold. He hasn't put any more money. And the ludicrous rumour going around, and I tried to correct this on Twitter, that there's been a secret deal to buy the club, but they're not going to announce anything for two years, is laughable. No, they haven't been taken over, and they're keeping it quiet for two years. That's ridiculous. The the two owners still own the club. Trip Smith still owns 10%. He hasn't put any extra money in. The extra money is coming from the overdraft to pay it. And who knows what they're doing next year and the year afterwards. We'll have to find the money then and we'll see how we go. They Um, can't know, can they? Because at the end of the day, the only way um, for West Ham to make more money at this moment in time is by finishing higher in the Premier League, going further in the Cups, or putting ticket prices up. Now, at the moment, they haven't really put the ticket prices up. So... Which realistically is not going to bring in transfer fee wages. Hardly any at so all. So the next step is they need to start finishing higher in the table to increase. Now, where did we finish last season? 13th? Yeah, got us 116 right. million, so by the way. In, realistically, in TV we've got to finish ninth or above this season. Ninth or above. And then you buy some more better players. But what you've got to remember is next season, we shouldn't need to buy seven. We should only need to buy two. But the quality. So you'd spend 50 million on two players and you'll get better quality. And then they've never built a foundation. And this seems to be the yeah, first time they've done. They've yeah. built a foundation a and now you can start this building a real house around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, this, this football club's been built on quicksand for years. And that's the problem. What? The one last thing I didn't cover off is financial fair play. And I've written an article uh, on Clarendon Hugh today, and you can read it. I try and put it in layman's terms. But 
financial fair play changed in 2016. You now get to spend what you spent last year, yeah, as a benchmark, plus 7 million, plus whatever you've made in revenue. And reality, we, our wage bill was 105 million last year, plus 7 million. So that takes it to 112. And we made a lot of money, another 10 million from, from the moving to the stadium. Um, so it's about 122. Even with these great big wage bills that come in on, remember we're paying Joe Hart quite a lot of money, financial fair play really doesn't affect us anymore, um, which is why you never hear about it. You know, suddenly no one's no one talks about financial play, fair play. I know our owners did used to talk about it, but it was a lot more stringent before 2016. And if you want to know a bit more about it, go to Clarence Hugh. I've written an article about it and it will explain it. But that's why we're not, we haven't gone over the limit. We're not breaking financial fair play. We're well within within the limits. Thanks. Are we okay? And anything else on transfers, or can we look at the season ahead and and talk about where we might finish in, I in think the Bob Premier Wayne League? Is going to be yeah. uh, the surprise of all of them. Yeah. Do you? Three. He's the cheapest one. Three point six million pound in a release fee and about thirty grand and he's, a week. He's beastly um, from what I've seen in the box. Yeah. And he's their captain. I don't know if he's going to about start. watching players on videos. No one's ever made a YouTube <laughs> video of a player's mistakes and put it on there. Uh, what, even Mark Boogers? Well, Marco Boogers made, what, three mistakes. He was only on the pitch three times, West Ham. <laughs> well, getting him was <laughs> the first mistake. Yeah. So, mistake Yeah, even Roger Johnson looked good, didn't he, on video? That's what I'm saying. So, it's, you know, no one has made a video of Anderson's worst crosses. Or, no, true, or where true. he's run down a blind alley oh, no, with I, the ball. A friend of mine who uh, no, watches a friend of mine watches a lot of South American play. football, mostly Argentine, but he watches the Brazilian league too. He said he's a good player. So yeah, but he's a good player in Brazil. You know, you said it yourself, Juan Sebastian Veron comes Absolutely. over here and looks ordinary. Yeah. Well he was worse than ordinary. So terrible. Anyway. The, Anyway, I want to move on from transfers. I'm told, by the way, that's it. All of our, um, you might be upset. Bernard isn't coming. His agent was only in the London Stadium because he was um, uh, part of the Anderson deal. Uh, Payet is not coming. We've done our dough now, right? There are no more major signings. Backup striker, yes, which tells you that Hugo is probably going out on loan or sold. Um, Hernandez is staying. Antonio probably will go if if they meet the, if Palace meet the valuation, but I don't think we're going to see any other major players go out. Uh, maybe some fringe players, uh, maybe some of the academy people go out on loan, um, and we might see the odd cheap loan come in, a cheap loan and fringe is, player, is but it won't be big if, wages. If we thin the squad out now, well, some people might be upset to uh, lose. Antonio, I think that's the only one people be upset. But if we lose but... Antonio, we've replaced him with Yamalemalenko. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's. I think he's going to be yeah. good. So by the way, I, I think Yamalenko is going to be. Yeah, I think so. See, for me, I find that strange in this day and age. Unless Antonio is desperate to leave the club, for me, replacing an English player. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fire with a Ukrainian. It, it, especially after the World Cup where we've seen if we want England to do better, we need English players playing. I'm worried about his hamstring injuries. Did, you, did you watch him at I'm worried about his hamstring. Did, Sorry, go did ahead. you watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see a Yamalenko uh, play against? Well, not a lot of people did, except it was highlights because <laughs> the the stream didn't work. No, I was watching the, uh, England. Yeah, not me. No. Um, I'm a patriot. Did did you, did you watch the highlights <laughs> of uh, No High Wickham High Wickham uh, Wickham Wanderers? Pre-season means nothing. They they can have a shit pre-season. I, f- I think, you know, I think in 85, 86, we had a terrible pre-season and we finished third. Got relegated under Avram yeah. Grant by winning every pre-season game going. Means nothing. It's just a, it's yeah. just a way to D- Diop had a, a bit of a a, a, a mare clearance, but you're right. It means nothing. It was... Uh, um, and quite a few missing. So we st- we've still got Hernandez and... Um, Fabianski away. They've got another week off. They're back next Monday from international duty. Wilshire's not match fit because he's a week behind everyone else. Um, Cresswell's got a, a groin injury. Should be back this week. Uh, Fredericks also had a, a, a sore foot uh, also out. Um, and obviously Antonio's not back as well. And and obviously we've he's got gone out of it. Andy... And out of it's back. He's yeah. been away, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he popped out to uh, Italy on his day off on a Sunday, but he was oh, back my. and he went to training this morning at Rush Green. So there's not a problem, is there? Panic over. Um, yeah, Andy Carroll obviously needs a knee operation. Is going to be ankle. out for four months. I know the, the ankle operation. Uh, they said minimum three, but I've been, ankle operation after that a scan. hopping thing they do. Yeah. yeah, well, that's rubbish. I can't believe people were believing that he he he. They were saying, allegedly, he went out of the curfew, got drunk, and was climbing up to his balcony. I can tell you, I've spoken to the club, and they laughed and laughed their heads off. There is no truth whatsoever about right. balcony Just hopping. Just one thing, not to cast aspersions, else. but if it was true, do you think the club would admit it? I <laughs> wouldn't know if it was true. They wouldn't be able to keep something like that quiet. Oh. Um, and um, obviously, Winston Reid... Um, out for three to nine months with a knee operation, which he hasn't recovered from. But some people 
a philosophical about it and say, do you know what? I'd written both of these off already. You know, Winston Reid hasn't been a, a great centre-back for a long time. Terrible to say, but we sort of written him off. And Andy Carroll, well, people were more surprised if he wasn't injured at the start of the season. Um, so it is what it is, guys, isn't it? It's It's annoying, but we never really had any of those two in the first team from day one under Pellegrini, did we? If you went into the season thinking or not expecting something like this to happen to Andy Carroll, then you're the kind of person who buys a lottery ticket and genuinely gets upset when you don't win. Like, ah, I took the numbers. I didn't win. Ah, I had that money spent. I can't believe it. I have to cancel the yacht. (laughs) Anyway. Let's let's talk about positives. Let's talk about the season ahead because we're not, we're not too far away from August when we play Liverpool on the Sunday, the twelfth, yep. I think it is. Um, and you're coming over, Dave. I know for, I'll be for what over match is it? In September for the Wolves match Wolf for Rugs. work, and then I'm coming over for Watford in December with the family. Okay, so here's here's the question. Obviously, I did a Claren Hugh poll no, today. You did. You did and a I poll? asked the question. No. I really? did a poll. I said, West Ham invested over £100 million in seven signings this summer, but where do you think they can finish in the Premier League this season? So before I give you the results, 2,821 voted. Dave, where do I'll you think it. we you can finish this? You did not. You did. really did. <laughs> that is, that's breaking news. I see. I'll okay, Dave, come on. Where do you Ninth. think? Interesting. Neither I think or I voted. Both. Uh, you probably said first or relegated. <laughs> I, I voted champions because it was such a stupid yeah. poll. <laughs> I thought, oh, ask a yeah. stupid question, I'll give you a stupid answer. Even though yeah. I was shocked to find 99 other people who voted champions. Well, 102 <laughs> now. <laughs> I know I was the 100. So, go on, where do you really uh, think? Well, I've already said I think they've got to finish ninth or above. The problem with the yeah. Premier League is if you look, look, I mean, we finished 13th, but look, look, look how many points away we were from ninth. Four, three points from ninth. Yeah. I think, mm. you know. Well, 72% think, think we can finish in the top eight. So, yeah, some jokers, champions, 3.6%. <laughs> second to fourth, Champions League, 2%. Fifth to 6% uh, position, 16%. A massive... 50% think 7-4-8, so most people think that. 22.8% is 9th or 10th. And then, really, 11th and 12th, 3%. 1% for 13th, 14th. 15th to 17th, 0.5%. And only 21 people, which is 0.7%, think we will be relegated. And I think they're having a laugh too, Nigel. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll go down. I mean, I read the day. Roy Hodgson bemoaning the fact that he's been given no money and he's been told keep us up and that's all you got to do. Um, aren't we? Aren't we the envy of seen, lots of other the, Premier League? The bad thing is, if you look around, if you look at the clubs around us, look, we're competing with Everton, Leicester, Newcastle. Um, they've not seemed to have done anything, have they? No, their fans are going. Look at West Ham, and I, I have people come up to me at work and go. Cool. Have you signed another no, one? If, if, Where are you getting the money from? A, 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 an award for the most improved team in the Premier League. I think we'd be nailed on to win it at the moment. Without 
Yeah. A ball being kicked. We've got to be looking good. Yeah. But I put it's this, hard to see. To me, this and is all down to Pelicans. shut and everybody's bought everyone. I, I just... Dave. I think this really is all still down to Pellegrini. Again, I, I, I wonder if in his deep inside his mansion, beneath his gold lame comforter, he sits there and wonders, what have I done? Oh my God, I should have just no. kept a guy like Moyes where I wouldn't have to spend all this money... I, I no. just said I wonder. They're really excited. They're really excited. Actually, I don't think that. Um, I, I, I think Pellegrini, you know, perhaps this has come from years of hearing what they've been saying about other managers, that the fact is Pellegrini is the manager they've been waiting for or type of manager. I think if we'd have got Benitez, I reckon they'd have done this with Benitez a couple of years ago. Because when you are, yeah, you know, they yeah, played Benitez, so. and I think they would have spent money. A manager I do, that they I do trust that. And I think the that. problem is, is yeah, they realised they were, they were appointing lesser quality managers. So, therefore, they didn't want to gamble too much. And what you've got to remember is West Ham is still financially not secure, and the, the wrong move can take, tip them over the edge. So, they went cautious. I'm not going to have a go at them for that because I've always argued that the financial viability of the club is the main thing the owners have to make sure of. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I know you're, you're not getting excited, no. but I'm excited. And I'll tell you what, I, I was at the Sports Advisory Board and every all the directors there, including Karen Brady, was very excited mm-hmm. about, you know, this is a new, this is next level, to to want to use a word. This is this is part of the journey. And, and yeah, I'll right, admit, Without Burnley, maybe this wouldn't have happened in such a way. Maybe it would. I don't know. But who cares? Let's all get behind the team. Let's get behind Pellegrini and let him do the talking on the pitch next year. I feel year. a bit more moist in a way um, because this has only happened by staying up. Because there's no way Pellegrini would have come. It is, but Moyes was there to do a job. And we all know that Moyes' days were numbered before he was even uh, right. Wait a minute. I don't oh, think well, that's true. You say that. If we'd have gone down, well, if we'd have gone down a second. But Sean, you said all along, uh, on all these podcasts that I listen to, if we stay up, we know it's going to be Moyes. We know he's going to stay. You were convinced as anybody. You, I know yeah, that. Yeah, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I was sold a pup. I was sold a pup because I didn't know there was a secret handshake deal with Penagrini back in November when when bloody Slavin Bilic was still in charge. That's mm-hmm. when the real deal was done. The real deal was done while Bilic was in his last days. Way before um, well, they finally have a manager who has, as I said, the pedigree to tell I'm, them. And I think he's got I think he's got their measure, and I think he yeah, won't take right. any shit from them. I think that was the, I, that, I think that was the Anderson he, thing. That, he, that's he, kind of what I meant before. I, with his my little in his dark room, I think Sullivan probably thought, "All right, I'm, I'm not going to have to do the Anderson thing because it's getting too expensive." Even you said that Pellegrini. Maybe this was the message you were given by the senior source at the club you refer to, that even Pellegrini is starting to see, well, Lazio's jerking us around. We're, it's just we're going to have to let it go. But that probably never happened, yeah. wasn't anywhere near the truth. And Pellegrini's message to Sullivan, which probably or might have taken Sullivan very much by surprise, was, 
I don't care. Oh, they're raising the price. They're changing the terms. I don't care. That's not my problem. That's your problem. You said you'd get Mm. him for me. So get him. Call me back when he's on his way in and we'll talk about something else. But before that, I don't want to hear anything else. I want Mm. him. You said you'd get him. Now get it done. Thank you very much. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. The thing about Pellegrini, Uh, though. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be negative, Nigel, like normal, as some would believe. Hey, welcome. We missed you lots. Far away. The thing about Pellegrini is when he went to Man City, uh, he uh, won the title in his first season. But most of the players weren't his. Then they never won the title again. Uh, They won the FA Cup. He, He bought some strange players for Man City. That never really paid off, I think. And, you know, they let him go. That's why they got rid of him. So, which looked harsh yeah. at the time. But, you know, I think he was three seasons at Man City. He won the title in his first season. Didn't in the second or third. And they were going backwards. But if they didn't have a He's Guardiola working. to come yeah. in, do you think that still would have happened? I mean, he's still... He, he he built up the heart largest point total, I think, that Real Madrid have ever had, and they would have won the title by you know by a gallop if Barcelona hadn't been superhuman that year. Yeah, but he can do that with Real. What I'm saying is, yeah, he's 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 come he's dropped down a level. Yeah, forget China, but he's dropped down a level. So he's gone back to like when he was in Spain, At Malaga, probably. Malaga type, but Malaga were, were being funded, even though the funding got withdrawn. So actually, Malaga was funded by Arab money. Um, How about Villarreal? And he hasn't got that here. This, this is yeah. So it's in that situation now. How long ago since he was at Villarreal? Ten years ago. But he made the Champions League quarterfinals or semifinals just, with both of those clubs. It's it's not cut and dried. Yeah, but Villarreal had investment. It's not cut and dried. I think his record for me. He's he's mm-hmm. he's the best. He's the best manager okay. that they've ever appointed. But there's still. He's never done it with a West Ham type team. Okay. All right. Our last subject. We're going to move on, and then we're finishing uh, for today because we're all at forty minutes. Um, I did another poll because a week ago, uh, Newham Council, the new mayor of Newham, decided that the World Cup champion statue is not moving, going back on a promise made by Sir Robin Wales, West Ham fan extraordinaire from Scotland. Um, I think, I mean, I'm personally indifferent on this, but I, I did a, a, a poll with over 3,000. Believe it or not, it split exactly. Do you know what? There's only two votes difference. 50-50. 50% of people believe that Newham should follow it. We paid for 50% of the statue in 2000 and. Uh, nine or whenever it was um, and think it should be moved to Stratford where there's an empty plinth and um, planning permission waiting. The other 50% believe it should stay there. Um, My concern is it needs to move anyway for a road junction, allegedly, that it won't be looked after. People won't visit it that much and it will just get forgotten. But I have admitted I never visited it when I walked past it when I was a season ticket holder. And I think I visited it once with my children to take a picture of it. And 
and that was it once, probably in my my lifetime. Nigel, I know we had a big row on whether it was in East Hammam or, or uh, Upton Park, and no, I conceded. We didn't have a row Park, about whether but... it was in East Hammam. Well, yeah, we did have a row about East Hammam. <laughs> you said I was disingenuous. No, I didn't say you were disingenuous. I said you were trying to gerrymander the vote, because let's face it, yeah. Oh, that's what you said. You said I was gerrymandering. It was pure coincidence that you went to an SAB meeting on Thursday and ran a poll on Sunday about the statue when no well only only because the statue came up at the sab meeting (laughs) and it sort of gave me the idea sometimes ideas come from no one said anything to you karen brady no one no 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 karen mentioned it it, but she didn't ask me to run a poll and she didn't ask me to write an article out of the goodness of your art it was spontaneous yeah that's a word let me write that down spontaneous um yeah, you know, you use the word East Ham to yeah. as if as if to say well, it's not even in West Ham. You know, where let's face it, six feet away from well, hold up, hold up. East Ham, West hold Ham's up. in East Ham. Right. Six feet away from the statue is East is West Ham, but it was Old Boroughs, <laughs> yeah. So it was Old Borough West Ham, Old Borough of East Ham, all finished in '65, created Newham. The statue is in Upton Park. For me, as a kid growing up, East Ham started past Catherine Road, for those that know it, just past the Central. That would be the start of East Ham. East Ham mainly, if I was going East Ham shopping with my mum, was we'd get the bus up to where the Denmark Arms pub is and walk along the High Street there. So I've never seen that as East Ham. My, all right, but my point is um, all three of us were not alive when Bobby Moore... Martin Peters, Jeff Hurst, and the other guy from Everton won the World Cup. It's it that statue belongs to a different generation, which is, by the way, dying on the whole. You know that a lot of them are are passing away, and therefore it belongs. Well, I don't know. Belong I, in I really, then? I'm, I'm struggling to. Well, I think it would be better looked after right, in right. Stratford. I would never visit... By the way, I wouldn't visit it in Stratford myself in the same way I never go to Champions get, do you, Place. Do you go to Trafalgar Square to visit Nelson's Column? Right. No, so never. statues are not there to be visited. They're there to mark, to place a mark to, as an act of remembrance. All right. People can go there. People won't. It, the, the players played there. The statue, for me... Belongs where it was put because that's where you, it was put. You think it I've should always stay there. said it? I've right, always last... said though that's the wrong statue. I know you have. You you've all you've always been quite consistent, and I understand a, a replacement would cost millions, and, and the club are not keen. I'm going to give the last word uh, to Dave about the statue all the way out from New York State. What's your view from um, United States of America on whether a statue should be in up to as another out of town? Come on, Dave, educate me. It would be disingenuous, using Nigel's new favorite 25-pent word. Uh, my instinct is that Nigel's right. That's where that statue was born. That's where it, it, that's where it was meant to commemorate what it was built for, and that's where it should stay. Again, I, I, I'm a New Yorker. I, you know, I'm from the United States, and I... I I'm Claritin blue through and through, as you guys know, as nuts as it is and as, as horrifying as it's been for my wife and kids. But to move it would, I yeah. think to move it would anyway, cheapen on, it. 
and make it more of a a very large trinket than leaving it. it that's its home. That's where it let's, belongs. Let's face it, Sean. The, the club won it because they're embarrassed. They told everyone it was going to move it. They said that before they had permission. Permission was given with a caveat that a replacement monument that commemorated West Ham was put yeah. back in its place, paid for by West Ham. There was arguments over that. Yeah. They then create Champions Place, yeah, because yeah. they thought they were moving the statue. They sell stones for the for the bins to sit on that people paid for, and now they've got Champions Place <laughs> with no champions. It's it's frankly embarrassing for the yeah. club. All right. Well, I'm not going to deny anything. All I'm going to say is West Ham did offer a six-figure sum to um, Newham. And I will say it's all very political now. Um, Robin and, Wells and had I no just right. Being so told he no. was in West Ham's pocket. But it's political, though. The new mayor, whatever her name pocket. is. It was a joint thing. They needed him to facilitate, <laughs> to push through the move. And he needed someone to go into the stadium because he was banking on getting money from it. Robin Wells is not there now yeah. through his ineptitude and his greed. In, in his part, he's lost his mayorship for his part in in way of pushing West Ham into that stadium and the money that was. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to leave it there. We're at forty five minutes, um, uh, but we're going to say goodbye. Um, Dave, um, thanks for being thanks our guest on all the Just Podcast. And what do you want to say before we? And um, and Nigel, thanks for your argumentative tone as usual um we don't know when we'll be back um but uh it's goodbye from me sean and it's goodbye from dave goodbye from america and goodbye from nigel adios come on you irons bye A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.